Oh, man. So late. So late I am for this Benjamin Lawrence to call of him. And now it is time for us to speak on the phone. Hey, Ben. Sorry I'm late, man. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. uh, Did you forget? Uh, I... Okay, so two things happened. One is that I... I was like, okay, almost done with work. And then I'll log off, have a little bit of time, and I'll call Ben. And then work lasted longer than I thought because I remembered I had to put an out-of-office message for you. I mean, for the people. Not you, Ben. You're not going to write to me (laughs) at my work address. Probably Um, not. Don't even know it. And then, yeah, and never shall you. Um, (laughs) And then the other thing is that uh, Jennifer's gift came. uh, And so it was supposed to be gift wrapped. And I'm like, ah, it wasn't gift wrapped. And his man, Jennifer's like, why don't you open the box? And inside the box, it was gift wrapped. So like an anniversary gift. It is an anniversary gift. Tomorrow is our anniversary. Happy anniversary. Fifteen years, Ben. Fifteen years. That's 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 crazy talk. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. We're old man. <laughs> uh, but Speak for uh, yourself. I'm gonna live forever. Hey, me too. Set the controls for the heart of the sun, Ben. <laughs> uh, speaking about which I, I saw um Blood Machines. Which you Blood might have heard machine. Stephen McCandless talk about Blood Machines. I, it's uh, uh, maybe, but I don't recall what it is. It's on Shutter. It's a it's a weird experiment in film. Uh, okay. Lots of crazy uh, design concepts and things all kind of mashed together. It's it's really weird. It's not bad. It's good, <laughs> but it's a good in a way that I can't. It's a it's fully a qualified good. Describe, yeah. Um, it's not long enough to be a movie, really. So they cut it up into pieces, and they, it, and it all works. Like it's a it's a weird. It's almost like a spell, like a magic spell they cast, uh, to make it better than one would think it was from having watched it <laughs> I, I can't really describe it but it's yeah it's called blood machines labored description now shutter yeah. i've heard yes. of it do i need to pay for it to uh, to watch blood machines okay yes you do uh, but here's the thing i'm gonna tell you uh, i mentioned this uh to steven uh when i talked to him uh now i mentioned it to you do you remember at one point in time, me, when I was living in Seattle, Washington, making this statement to you that if I had to pay for one channel and one channel only, uh, what that channel would be? No. Do you remember it all? That was a while back. No. Nope. AMC. America Movie Classics. AMC. Right. Uh, because I liked their... I don't know. Um, how many? Wait, I, don't, I don't know how many movie classics they play these days. No, no. But, but their series are good. Their yeah. series is are good. <laughs> um, although now that I think about it, Ben, it might have been before. It might have been after I moved here that I said that to you, because one of their big shows was Mad Men, and I think right. I didn't see that until I got to Illinois. Oh, I want to say 
They got a bunch of good. I mean, they kicked it out of the park these last ten years with shows yeah. like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, The Walking oh, wait, was Dead. Breaking whether or not Bad you on, like it. When was Breaking Bad playing when I lived in Seattle? Yeah, I think it started in the late aughts. I want to okay. say. So I may have actually said that to you because yeah, Breaking Bad is one of them. But so anyway, yeah. AMC has their own channel. And if you subscribe to AMC at the low, low price of $9 a month, which is crazy, um, you also get, like, an IFC channel and Shutter. This is outside of a cable subscription, I, I, uh, I'm guessing. Yes, that is correct. Um, right. I I get it through Amazon Prime. Gotcha. Uh, channels. Uh, so yeah, um, unfortunately, Ben, I talked to you about Monsterland, and I really liked episode one of Monsterland. Episode two, not as good, and I realized uh, I think the reason it's not as good is it wasn't actually written by Mary Laws. Mary Laws is the one who wrote the first episode that I watched. Okay, and she's she's good. She writes for like Preacher and stuff like that. So she wrote the first episode, and I thought it was awesome. Second episode, different guy uh, as a writer, um, and I didn't like as much. So there's that. <laughs> um, now, did you did you know who wrote the episode before you watched it? No, I didn't. No, I was watching just... it, going, "What has happened?" Because <laughs> it's all right. It's all That's the correct right, answer, but it's not super great. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking off uh, work tomorrow. Jennifer and I are going to go to a uh, hotel in Missouri that has a jacuzzi in the room. Nice. Yeah. The uh, the honeymoon suite. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the, the idea. Um, looking forward to it. Have a reservation and all that. Um, because I'm me, of course, worrying that something bad is going to happen, like the jacuzzi isn't done or fixed or whatever, or <laughs> right. due to COVID, you can't use the jacuzzi. It's in the room, but you know, well, surely they would have told you this when you made the reservation. They didn't tell me that. And don't call me Shirley. Hey, we did it. Hey, I, uh, um, I, I went on a solo trip a couple years ago. Uh, just around the Olympic Peninsula. I rented a car, and I took the weekend off, and I just drove around the Olympic Peninsula. Aha! Uh -huh. And one of my stops, one of my two stops, was in Port Townsend, and I got this hotel room. Oh, Port that, Townsend. I love Port Townsend, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's a nice little town. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to live there, but it's nice to, it's nice to drive out there and uh, just spend some time. Anyway. Um, the hotel room that I got was this, it's like this, this waterfront hotel. It's like they, their claim to fame was that scenes from an officer and gentleman were filmed there. Uh -huh. like they filmed, they filmed a lot of that movie up at, uh, Fort Flagler, I think, or Fort Warden. And, um, and, uh, but they filmed some scenes in this, you know, hotel that I'd never heard of. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. And the pictures made it look amazing. And, and they're like, we have... Um, we have hot tubs in every room and, uh, I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm by myself, but it'll be cool to sit in a hot tub and relax after a while. And, uh, so I get to my room and, um, it's, if you imagine like if you're driving down 
a desert highway and you see a sign that says like last motel for 300 miles next left yes the if you can imagine like the sort of condition that place is in uh-huh. you know you're you're pulling in at 2 a.m and um uh it that's kind of the feeling i got walking into this joint it felt like a really run down roadside motel it did have a hot tub. Now, get this. Now, it was a waterfront-facing uh, ground floor. It was only a single-story building uh, yeah. deck, right? So I look out. I look out of, of the you know the sliding glass door, and there's there's a uh, you know the port towns or whatever water port towns that it's on. Um, yeah. And on the deck is a hot tub. It's about as big as a bathtub. Except instead of being uh, uh, rectangular, it's square. Okay. It is empty. <laughs> I'm sorry, and that's not funny. It's just, it, it's got like moss growing on it, and it's got a bunch of no. pine needles in it. No. And they were like, the dude was like, yeah, feel free to use it. You'll have to fill it up, but they don't take long to fill. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. That's cool. And uh, yeah, no, never set foot in it. And I and the the deck was also like rotting floorboards and was kind of sloping down towards wow. the rocks. It was um, not as advertised, I must say. That but is still, amazing. <laughs> have that experience. I I mean that the it, imagine the work they would have had to put through put a put into making it that bad if they were starting from scratch. I know. I'm sure at some point it was really lovely. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this was not that point. I, I told you before about my my idea of a of an alternate uh, like science or design uh, philosophy called entropics. Okay. Entropics are are materials that are designed to uh, be better after they've degraded. So uh, an example (laughs) would be blue jeans that you buy from Sears, like Tough Skins. You remember Tough Skins when you were a kid? I don't, but I do know, but I I, I do, uh, I have seen blue jeans, like pre-distressed blue jeans for sale. Yeah, so the idea would be this, though. Um, Pre-distressed blue jeans, that's that's like, you know, you get them at at the Gap or whatever now. They are, they have been pre-distressed. The ones that I'm talking about are the stiff as a board, like, like completely, uh, you have to break them in, right? Oh, really? Okay. Stuff like that. That's what I'm oh, talking about. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. objects that are designed to degrade over time so that you buy them new, but they aren't really at their most usable <laughs> until you've had them for like a year or two. Much like an avocado. Yes. Like an avocado. What? Well, no, I mean, like, avocados, you're not supposed to buy avocados when they're ripe. You're supposed to buy them before oh. they ripen. Oh, and I didn't so know that. when you get them home, uh, you can monitor their ripeness and and consume them at their peak ripeness. Because, oh. and apparently, I don't buy avocados. I don't generally um, eat them regularly. I don't mind them. But uh-huh. from what I understand, avocados ripen and spoil very quickly. Yeah. Like the window of a nice ripe avocado is very, very small. So for me, uh, I buy them 
and use them that same day. So I buy them right. I do it the wrong way, yeah. I guess. But Well, I don't know if there is a correct way. It's just a way yeah. to buy avocados. But I, I you know, I pick mine uh uh based on that concept. Uh you know, this is the way I deal with fruit in general these days, Ben. It's true. Uh I have the fruit uh from the store and I eat it that day, pretty much. Right. Uh as opposed to when I was a kid, I would, I would, or even when I say a kid, even a younger person, I buy the fruit and then I wouldn't eat it. And then the fruit would rot. And I'd be like, oh man, what do I buy fruit for? This is dumb. And then I wouldn't buy fruit anymore. I Um, still do that. I mean, I I will, um, I'll buy, generally I buy fruit on a day-to-day basis for like lunch or stuff. But if I'm mm -hmm. doing like a week's worth of grocery shopping, I'll like, oh, those strawberries look good. And I'll buy a I'll buy a thing of strawberries, and they'll be in the fridge for a week before I realize, yeah. um, for, before I remember that they're in there. And like, why, why did I buy every time I buy strawberries? I maybe if I'm lucky, I'm able to eat half of like I don't know what they are, like a pint, yeah, a pint of strawberries or a quart, whatever the standard strawberry selling unit of measurement is. So for a while, when I was going to work, I would go to Deerberg's, which is uh, like our QFC kind of, um, yeah. and I'd and I'd get the fruit that I was going to eat that day, uh, you know, right before I go into work, and then I would just co- constantly do that. I'd I'd buy a, a a tub full of sliced mango and just eat it at my desk, and it was great. Huh. It was wonderful, and then I stopped working at, at my office. And there's just something different about eating mango at my desk and eating mango in the basement by my uh, two computers. Uh, I I don't like eating fruit there. I snack instead. Oh, and Edward, the dog, has started coming downstairs with me. Oh, really? I moved a little bed down here for him. Yeah, yeah, he'll just hang out. Um, And then so I'm typing, and if I type for too long, eventually he'll come and stand by me and whine. And so then I take a little break, and it's nice. We'll see how all of this works out, of course. But um, yeah, we're running into uh, running into a time period, Ben, where I'm not sure uh, how how do I say it? Um, okay, so COVID is still happening; it's hopping. Right now, still very Madi- much a thing. Yeah, Madison County uh, had fifty cases in one day. Uh, okay. We're up to six thousand uh, things. So I, so right now I'm working remotely, right? Yeah. Uh, from this place, like a majority of America's workforce. Yeah, and, and so I'm not really concerned too much, but I I keep on thinking in the back of my mind if you know if we start. Not being remote anymore, am I going to be uh, called in to to work there? And I, I will say this: it's at a completely different part of the country than I am right now. Which, as again, right now doesn't matter. I could be here, I could be working at a different place. Doesn't matter. Will it matter at some point in time? And will we have to move? Um, so far, the people at my office here have said no. That if we do start going back to the office, I can work remotely and be at our office uh, working remotely to for that other group. But I know how things work. 
You know, if they're all in a room together and I'm somewhere else, what does that do for me? How come Paul's not a team player? Exactly. So it's all, wait, yeah. Back up a bit. This new this new group you're working for, are they not based in uh, they your are, office? They are based uh absolutely not at my office. At a, so at a very you, far away place from where my office is. Wow. Yeah. And so the the possibility would be that you would have to move, huh? Okay, so again, and I, I, I say this with all qualifications, no one has said to me that I will have to move. <laughs> uh, I have noticed, however, that in this new opportunity, there has been some, uh, I'll say, some passive uh, nudging in certain directions. And I am getting that impression. Now, you know me, paranoid, can't be sure. Yeah. But I'll give you an example. Um, let's say, uh, you know, in a hypothetical, you, Ben, uh, have... Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, you you sometimes work uh, for someone every yeah. once in a while. You go in and you work for them. And let's yep. say you're at a meeting right now and uh, and they say... So Ben, uh, what what are you? Are you an independent contractor when you work there? How does how does that work? Like, do you do a ten ninety nine? How do you? Uh... And there's right, wait, are, is this part of the hypothetical? Or oh no, no, asking? I'm asking you. Sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yes, uh, I I, uh, I uh, fill out a W nine. Okay, and uh, get a ten ninety nine dash um int i think so so they uh, say um at the end of the year they say okay so ben's on a on a w9 and then oh, the boss see. looks at the person who does the finances and says uh we're still having ben fell out a w9 and she says yes he goes oh okay and then doesn't say anything else <laughs> Now, from that interaction, you might think that there was another conversation that you weren't privy to about your status at that company, right? right? So yeah. let's say uh, after that, you go and talk to the finance person and say, hey, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, that thing about my W-9, uh, what was that about? And they say to you, and I quote, oh, yeah, you, you're, we're filling out a W-9 for you. And that's all they say. Now, you might think that that resolves everything. But if you're me, you're like, okay, uh, no one's telling me what's going on. And that's okay. I'll just, I'll just continue on as though nothing happened. Right. And try not to, try not to be paranoid. Exactly. Um, but, you know, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I'm... I'm open to the possibility of whatever. I well, try see, to. Well, here's see, a, here's a question. Um, without getting into specifics, because I know how much you yeah, uh, I hate love specifics doing that. When, it, when it's um, job related. Would this be an area that you would like to live? Um, or oh. is it a deal breaker? Uh, so, okay, this is what I would say. Um,. I feel as though because I am around Edwardsville, right, that me living here is good 
However, because I, I'm used to where everything is and, you know, all that. Yeah, it's your home. However, um, the area where... I'll, I will say this. Um, the, the actual region, like the whole region, isn't yeah. someplace that if you ask me, hey, what I want to live here, um, w- should I? Uh, not so much, right? Uh, it wouldn't be necessarily my top choice. It's Seattle, isn't it? No, it's not Seattle. <laughs> if it were Seattle, I, I would already be like, hey, can you guys move me? Or I'll move myself or whatever. You know, it's not Seattle. Okay. Um, if it were, you would know and I would be uh, talking to you about it already. No, right. but, but what it is, is another place um, not really by a big city. Right, about com- how many people did we decide live in Evansville? Do you remember? Oh God, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, a couple tens of thousands, maybe. Okay, so it's it's bigger than that. Um, it's close to uh, some relatives that Jennifer has, but not super close. I mean, it's like two. Like two hours away, let's okay. say. Um, and it's uh, so uh, the, I asked somebody today what the place was like, and they said that it was really nice and they love it. Um, and they seem like a good source of information. Like I don't distrust their opinion. They were pulling of your place. leg. Right. Trying to make it sound better than it actually was. Exactly. So, so all of that being said, um, I do not have any plans to move at this point. Right. Um. So, but, but, am I am I thinking about the possibility? Of course, I am. Am I worried about the possibility? Well, sure, maybe. Do I think that someone will come in the middle of the night? take all my stuff and move me to a <laughs> desert somewhere. Uh, sure, why not? I, I worry about everything, Ben. Time um, to start sleeping in the jumpsuit again. Yeah, oh man. You know if I had a jumpsuit that fit me right now, I totally would. Um, <laughs> but it, it hasn't happened for a little while. So, um, yeah, man, I forgot about that. Now I'm just going to start worrying about that a little bit again. But it hasn't happened. I haven't I haven't had uh, any teleportation uh, in at least ten years, if not more. Uh, probably more. I'm just guessing. Hey, speaking about just guessing, you know what time it is? Uh, it's time, time for Paul gonna guess the news. Paul gonna guess the news, and I can tell you something that I know specifically because I walked by my neighbor's house. <laughs> when they're watching TV on a TV much larger than any human being should have at this point. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's how big TVs are these days, Paul. Kamala Harris? Is it Kamala? Is that Kamala? Kamala. Sorry. Sorry, Ms. Harris. Kamala Harris uh, debated Mike Pence yesterday. Indeed, she did. I saw the two of them on a TV screen. There's a big takeaway from the VP debate from Mm. yesterday. One thing 
that everybody is talking about. Can you guess the one thing that everybody is talking about regarding the VP debates from October? <sighs> what would that be? The October 7th. 7th. Okay. The only thing that I can think of is... Um, okay. So I've seen... I've seen uh, Harris on the Senate floor uh, interviewing people. Uh, I want to say that she probably... Uh, I, I don't want to say she made him cry, but she probably <laughs> uh, took him to task about something in a very uh, uh, aggressive manner. Is that too uh, I, too vague? It's, well, you see, here's the thing. I'll have to qualify this with I didn't watch the debates. Okay. But still, I know about this one thing that happened. It is not, it has nothing to do with the substance of the debate. Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with what either of them said. It has nothing to do with, uh, huh. you know, whether or not Kamala made Vi my, uh, VP Mike Pence cry, which would have been great. At one point, she did reclaim her time by just stating loudly, I'm speaking, when uh, <laughs> Mike Pence tried to interrupt her. Oh, that's that's good. I'm sorry. That's that's not. That's. Yeah. That's good. Looking forward, looking forward to the highlights. However, something happened. Specifically, something happened to Mike Pence. Oh. During the debate that everybody, everybody's talking about. Uh, did he get COVID-19 during the debate? <laughs> <laughs> did he uh nope. did he cough or lose his breath or any anything of that nature any no. sort of let's um did he so it, um, okay go ahead um, i'm not doing good um, a number of um twitter handles were created last night none of which i don't think included jeff goldblum but something landed on mike pence's head a fly, a landed fly on landed Mike, Mike Pence's, Pence's head. head, and stayed there for about two minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not. And I don't know. If, I don't know if you know what Mike Pence looks like, but he's got this shock white hair. Right, like it's painted that's, that's on. That's part of the so reason white. why I was laughing. I'm like, well, it's <laughs> obviously visible. Yeah. Oh man. So also, a lot of people thought he had pink eye. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, but. Does the he fly, have pink the, guy, or is he just a pink guy? That's my question, <laughs> Ben. The fly got all the press. Wow, um, that's crazy. Some of some people saying that uh, that's Mike Pence's one uh, black friend. Oh no, no, um, uh, no! Pe pe a, lot, a lot of people saying that um, flies only land on crap. Oh, see now that that's a little uh, okay. Yeah. So the internet had a field day with uh, the fly. Yes. I remember when a bird landed on the podium uh, Bur for Bernie that Sanders, Bernie Sanders yeah. was at. Uh, this much, is like the much different. bizarro world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. Um, what? Okay. So now, oh, yeah. That's the other thing I know is that uh, President Trump got the coronavirus. He did. Uh, and I saw in a newspaper, uh, again, newspaper headline that I saw, I couldn't help it, um, that the GOP folks still aren't wearing masks. 
many of the yeah, it's people uh defiant especially in the white house i saw a a headline probably on reddit where it said like the number of people who contracted the coronavirus from being in or near the white house or white house events is larger than the total number of people who have coronavirus in indonesia wow uh, what yeah, about Sturgis? I wonder. More people got it from the White House than Sturgis, probably. I'm gonna guess. I, you know, it's White House has more like notoriety than Sturgis. Uh, like, who cares if a bunch of old white dudes on motorcycles get COVID? Oh, right? I, care. I care. But it's, but it's, it's you know, it's our nation, it's our nation's government that's being reckless. Like, yeah. you expect a bunch of bikers to be reckless. That's true. I mean, <laughs> really, if you want a demographic. Of people who are reckless. Uh, it's a bunch of 65-year-olds riding 300-horsepower hogs with no helmet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and have been doing it for a while. So that's the thing is that there's a recklessness that comes from stupidity, and then there's a recklessness that you kind of own. And if right. you've made it to 65 as a biker, dude, I mean, you got some luck on you. <laughs> that's that's for sure. I'm wondering, although... I. I Speaking about Sturgis, I'm wondering how many of the people who attend the rallies there are people who ride bikes daily versus guys who, like, truck their bikes in on a trailer and just oh. ride them around town and then truck them home. I will say I will say this, that there are probably, um, I'm going to say half and half. Uh, and the one half uh, doesn't like the other half that much. <laughs> it goes both ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're devaluing your motorcycle by riding it all that, you know, from Florida up to send, uh, South Dakota. Yeah, you call what you're doing riding? Might as well just sit on your front porch and look at it. Exactly. You son of a bitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Ben. The Great uh, Sturgis Civil War of 2020. <laughs> exactly. Is there any other news? That I'm missing. Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's all, like, news. The only news is just terrible things connected to the federal government and the current administration. Oh, I no. can't think of, I can't think of any, well, and it's the same old thing, right? You know, Trump, uh, as you say, he got coronavirus. He got sent to the hospital. Uh, he went to, he was at Walter Reed, and there was, like, his doctors were like, he's doing great. And uh, he got back to the White House. He's touching everything, you know, and he's, he's still like he's still contagious. And he, he walks up these steps in the White House after he gets there. He takes his mask off and like he's standing there like Mussolini on in a, you know, for a balcony promo shot. And he is visibly struggling to breathe. Wow. Mm. And here's the funny thing. So he, he turns around and he walks back in. He walks inside of the White House. I don't know who's in there, but he's like, you know, Trump is a super spreader at this point. Yeah. But the story goes that he walked back out. So like once once the pop and circumstance had ended, he reshot walking back into the White House. They did a take of oh, him walking into the White House. With him breathing better? I have no idea or, what was different. Uh, maybe, maybe the sound guy forgot to plug the microphone in. Who knows? 
Wow. But this, uh, this, 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 uh, yeah, this administration is a TV show circus. Ah, nothing is going to be, oh, did you, uh, by any chance see the article that Stephen forwarded to me that eventually instead of having a video codex, when we, uh, talk on video phones, we'll be using an AI generated puppet of ourselves. I did not see that, but I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I can see that. You know, eventually, yeah, you're never going to see somebody's real face. And why would you want to? Why would you all? want to? You yeah. can give them whatever face you want to give. You can do that now, I think. Yeah, you can. Like with, yeah. it's. I've seen it happen, for sure. Anyway, hey, it's about the half point of the show, and you brought up Stephen McCandless. Uh, I think I'd like to point out that we have corrections from Stephen McCandless. <laughs> All right. I know that uh, normally uh, lots of our, our facts uh, that that we get, the corrections, uh, uh, come from my wife, Jennifer Pratt, Jennifer Fact Checker, who uh, did not get corrections done today, but who has just ended her tenure uh, working for the census. Uh, oh, really? Turned in her stuff today. So she may have some time on her hands to do it. And Jennifer, if you're listening to this, um, when I say you may have some time on your hands to do it, I'm not making any puns. Don't get mad at me. I'm trying to be funny for the podcast, and it didn't work. Now I feel bad. Okay, there we go. That's uh... Well, I'll let you know that if any corrections come in during the show, I'll bring it up. Yes. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. But, uh, as you've mentioned, our friend Stephen Canlis friend of the show, uh, has given us corrections. And guess what? You can too, everybody. If you hear something that Ben and I uh, have said that is incorrect, because as you know, we are doing this uh, without looking things up on our phones or in Which is other reference materials. Um, so yeah, you, you keep us honest. Send us corrections. Uh, and you can send those corrections to Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. Uh, very confusing website. Uh email address rather i should say it's not a website don't try to go there it's not going to work even the email is hard to do um but yeah write to us and tell us uh what we got wrong and we'll read it in a segment that we like to call corrections Corrections. Ding. ding okay let's get to it ben what's up (laughs) so this was from a couple weeks ago this is episode 238 uh, he's Stephen's commenting on this episode you're listening to right now is 242. Uh, so he he says during yet another detailed exploration of exactly which day Paul is spending how many minutes on which language and why. <laughs> you explored the role that youthful rebellion might play in children responding in another language when spoken to by their parents in their literal mother tongue. Yeah, I was talking about my friend uh, Tim, who's Vietnamese, but yeah. was born and raised in Lacey, Washington, and would reply to his parents in English when his parents would, would talk to him in, in Vietnamese. Yep. An example you gave was of Han and Chewie. You speculated and impersonated Chewie responding to Han with some variant of an insolent teenager's yeah, yeah. (laughs) Your example has the relationship of Han and Chewie reversed. We learn in the Han Solo standalone, which I obviously... Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. The movie Solo. 
uh, that Chewie knows how to fly spaceships because he picked it up during the 400-odd years Chewie's been alive. So, rather than Han having a parental role in Chewie's life, Han is much more like, say, a dog that <laughs> Chewbacca has adopted. Maybe one of many. Yeah, yeah. That oh, Chewbacca he's... finds it useful. That Chewbacca finds it useful to travel with Han in human-controlled space isn't surprising, knowing what we know about humans. <laughs> this is absolutely yeah. the case. He's, he's totally right. That makes so much sense. I hadn't even thought of that either. I mean, I've seen. I think I saw Solo once, and oh, so I'm not surprised that that kind of uh, got by, by me. But yeah, it's uh, uh, Han is the dog in that relationship. It's really true. And uh, Solo, uh, as we mentioned, we probably talked about it already, was uh, one of the things that I read where someone uh, brought up the fact that the character played by Woody Harrelson uh, must have been uh, hiding behind that <laughs> pillar for a really long time waiting for his cue to come out. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I, I don't think he was behind it. He, I think he was just behind a door. Okay, and was just standing there at like the right moment when the door opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of little moments like that in movies I find fascinating, where someone just happens to be at the right place at the right time, or if if um, someone's planning uh, on staying someplace. Like there was a um, a part. Uh, there was an episode of The Boys. And it was like middle of the day and um, Carl Urban's character is, is meeting uh, someone and, and she's, it's the middle of the night, sorry. And she says, stay here, I'll be back uh, later today. And we cut to, he's still there, it's later that day, and she rolls up. But I'm like, what happened in the intervening six hours? Like, did he have to wander off in the bush to, uh, you know, drop a deuce? Did, uh... Oh, man, there should was be Was he a, getting uh, hungry? <laughs> you know? There should be an episode where they explore that exact thing. A bottle <laughs> episode that's just Carl Urban for those six hours. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's one more from okay, Stephen. Ready for it. All right, so this is just an observation from the same episode. He says, You were discussing the multiple Pauls. Paul offers, quote, The reason I can't remember something that happened an hour ago is that I have multiple personalities. Multiple personalities. They just all happen to be named Paul, so no one notices. Ben responds, quote, Yeah, you mentioned that before. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he comments, I don't think you two recognized how funny that was at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did. I did not. I did not notice that. That is awesome. Yeah. And good yeah. on Stephen McCandless for, uh, for picking that gem up for mm-hmm. us. I like Stephen. Now I want to go back and make a little cartoon of that. All righty. So, well, that's great. That's it. And uh, thank you, Stephen, for helping us with the one segment of the show that we've managed to keep over all these years. Yeah. Paul going to guess the news pretty good. Oh, hey, Ben. We've got yes, Paul. 20 minutes left in the episode. Do you want to talk about one of our performance art pieces? 
Yeah, let's let's see if we can remember have, what we last talked about. Actual segments in our in our. Yeah. Um, the only one that I remember is Nice Guys and Fast Women, and that must have been. We must have talked about something after that. All right. Well, we'll we'll start with well, well, yeah. Um, we did talk about um, Murder Falls Part One, Street Justice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Did we did we talk about Winner Takes None, which is yes, the we did. Uh, That's the, the panel and the poison. Poison one. Yep. All right. Um, the next one is from I think I don't think we talked about this one. The next one is actually. Um, something we didn't write. It was something that was brought to us oh. from June fourth, two thousand four. It's called Inside Joke, and I don't know if you remember this, Paul. It is a short script that Brett Fetzer brought to us. Is this that the Naked by... Angel one? It is the Naked Angel. I one. do remember that because Brett was like, "Now you're gonna have to be naked," and I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'll do it." And that I so, yeah. think started a, a large, um, a, a not necessarily a tradition, but a larger tradition of me being naked and/or shirtless, right? Uh, because I, I don't know, it just made me feel more comfortable on stage. I I I would often tell this story when people would say get nervous before going on stage because. Let's say they're doing a cabaret and it's not exactly written or rehearsed. And I would say, I would tell the story about, uh, and I'm sure this happened more than once, where we are lined up getting ready to go out on stage, like right before Bruce introduces us. And you turn around to me and you're like, I'm going to do something different. Just go with it. And you take the clothes off. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Goody and Ben Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that is that people always say that if you're nervous on stage, imagine that the audience is naked. I find that becoming naked myself actually gets rid of stage fright because there's nowhere to hide. You're, it's like, OK, no well, this is, this is happening. This yep. is happening now. And also, it, it really is powerful. Uh, the audience um, is already put into an altered state of consciousness at that point. They don't really know what to do lots of times. Uh, I would often hear uh, Pamela yell from the back whenever that happened. What would she yell? I, did, I don't remember that. It's probably something like, oh, God. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I could, I could <laughs> probably, probably block that out. Maybe it's possible. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, so let's go. Uh, so, yeah, it's I remember if I remember correctly, we're two angels and we're trying to figure out how torture works is that is that right yeah it's like right around it, the abu Ghraib uh stuff ex exactly so these pictures had come out of u.s soldiers basically torturing muslims and like smiling like having having these these poor guys um pose naked like like a human uh pyramid yeah. and these these soldiers are like pointing their guns at them and smiling for the camera. Uh specifically there was a woman who uh was smiling giving a thumbs up in one picture that made a lot of rounds in the news. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it was these two angels were like uh, I don't remember the script <clears throat> script but it's like and they like this or this gives them pleasure or you know something to that effect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now uh, and so I'm like this, 
and then you yeah. do this, and, and to, that's funny? I, I Yeah, and I, did I have a an actual gun or just something that I, resembled a gun? Because like you possible, yeah. You got down, you like took your angel robe off or something, got down like with your ass in the air, and I had to point a gun at you. And we were like, are we doing it right? <laughs> Is this? Yeah, that's right. I, I, yes, I vaguely remember, um, that, yeah, the negotiation for that was very short. It was like, you have to do it for this. And I think he was expecting some resistance. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we were like, yeah, all right, sure. Uh, and I'm like, I, I, I think, I don't think there was that much of a discussion about which of us was going to be the naked guy either. Well, there wasn't because I remember when Brett, brought that to us he's like one of you has to be naked i'm like well it's not gonna be me yeah 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 (laughs) and i so i kind of i kind of forced your hand so thanks for going along oh yeah well hey we set up a tradition at that point i i don't think that i because i don't think i really had been naked up until that point in anything i want to say but i don't know for sure um so yeah well there we go that that was the segment ben we did it we talked about (laughs) it Hey, um, we can forget it again for another six months. Oh, and, and let's talk about this really quick. Um, there there was a thing in Seattle where if if someone was naked on stage, you couldn't serve alcohol, something to that effect. That's a state law, I think. And so how did we get around that? Because I think we got around. Did we just ignore it? I think we just I mean, I think we we counted on somebody from the liquor control board not coming to that show. Yeah. And and also, um, it, it really was, and I think you'll you'll back me up on this. Uh, really, wasn't about a slightly overweight dude being naked. <laughs> it's more to curtail like uh, strip clubs and stuff like that. Yeah, so to keep drunk, you know, handsy dudes out of uh, you know reach of uh, strippers. Yeah, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like you know they, the 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 law is set up in such a way. Uh, but it's not specifically, uh, you know, it's not set up clearly. Yeah. So that it it the it blanket covers everything. So like if we're selling, you know, beer, uh, you know, for a half an hour before a show, and then there's two, you know, maybe even fifteen seconds of a naked dude on stage. That's probably still illegal, even though it doesn't really fall under the. Um, I don't want to say the letter of the law, but the the you know intention the the, the intention of the law. And um, but that also that being said, I have no idea if we even had license to sell booze at that venue anyway. Oh, Ben, you're gonna get the time liquor police on us. <laughs> They're searching the audio for that's that's a yeah. that's when it's gonna be get really interesting, Ben. When you uh when you can do uh ai fuzzy searches and you say hey listen to all this audio and find out if there's any time when they talk about selling alcohol illegally because right right now there's no way to really do that but in the future they will be able to do that Um, yeah um well i mean there are there is software that can transcribe audio and there are uh, there is software that can search audio so it's just a matter of 
getting something that can do um, that quickly and succinctly. Get you I'm, a man I'm, that can do both. Uh, sorry, I'm pr- what? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that we had a liquor license because everybody, everybody at the theater was, you know, fairly, uh, fairly on the up and up. Banquet license, um, maybe that might have been. Yeah, I know I'm that was sure, something that it, happened at one point in time. I don't know if it was our license or the venue's license or whatnot, or even if anybody cared. I think know? that would have been freehold at the time. Yeah, well, I wasn't gonna say where it was, but no, oh, now that you mention it. it. <laughs> oh no now i swore too yeah sorry i i i thought you didn't know ben for whatever reason <laughs> are they still around uh well, a freehold as a uh, as a company is still around but they are not in that space yeah so really uh you know double jeopardy or what i don't know law yeah at all i don't even know what's in that space now i have not been inside that building in years oh man do you remember the 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 thing where um oh who was it the guy the guy who did um uh conworks um matthew quatinitz was that the guy who also tried to open up a safe that was at the freehold theater i have no idea but he at, like at one point in time there was a safe at the freehold theater and someone found some numbers uh on a painting some numbers written on the back of the painting, and they thought that maybe <laughs> some the, real uh, national uh, uh, what's that movie with Nicholas National Cage? Treasure, Nas- National Treasure stuff right there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought that maybe the numbers on the back of the painting were the numbers to the safe, but the safe was complicated. It had two different dials and stuff like that, and so uh, they were not sure if they were even doing it right. Matthew Quatnitz, is that his? No, actually, I, I I got I got my Matthews mixed okay. up. Uh, Matthew K created Capitol Hill Arts Center. Okay, it was Matt Richter who. Yeah, Matt Richter. Yeah, yeah, he was the one who tried to open it, and yeah. we made a reference. Some people made a reference to the Geraldo Rivera <laughs> Al Capone's <laughs> vault thing, because yeah. there was a lot of buildup, and then it um didn't go anywhere. Do 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 do. Exactly. Whirr. Hey, speaking of do 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 whirr. Hey, buddy! <laughs> so, yeah, Betty and I have been walking uh, pretty much every night. Um, yeah. Are you traveling different routes? Uh, every once in a while, yeah. I try to get us to go different places. Um, but it's all pretty much the same area. What's your uh, What's your average walking time? Uh, like, do you, Are you outside for an hour? Probably uh, 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like an hour. I don't know if it is an hour, but uh, every every once in a while, when I leave work, instead of just going straight home, if I if it's a nice day and if I have the time, I'll just like I, I I'll take an indirect hour long walk home. Ah, here she comes. And it, it's interesting walking through some of the uh, Yo, neighborhoods of Capitol Hill that I've never seen before. Good. Yeah. What's good in the neighborhood? Hey, it's Betty uh, here. Yo. Uh, so Betty is, um, uh, doing school stuff. Yeah. School stuff is dumb. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't go to school. Yeah. Um, we stay away from the school. Yeah. Uh, another Corona guy happened at the school. 
Yeah. Uh, Corona guy. Yeah, but he was already quarantined. So, and I say he it maybe was a lady, but basically they never tell you if it's a student or a teacher or what. They just say an individual. Right. Got COVID nineteen at the school. And so I don't know. It's kind of kind of uh, dumb that Betty uh, has to deal with that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and so, thanks, Betty. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, Betty. Yeah, okay. So, there you go. That was Betty. Um, (laughs) Boy, that segment is getting shorter and shorter. Yeah, it's going to keep on doing it. I I really... um, Hey, who's the... Is it Kobe Sears? Who was a music guy? Colby. Colby. Did I say Kobe? With a K. Yeah, Colby. Colby Col- Sears. Um, yeah. He and... Part of the Seattle school. Yeah, he and... Who was his partner? He had, like, a, another guy that he worked with. Yeah, that guy... Mike Min. That guy yeah, had Mike us uh, do the hotel thing. Yeah, hotel yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the two of them did a thing where they recorded uh, audio in a... Uh, in a room, a large room, like a gymnasium, maybe even, and then piped it back through so that people were hearing themselves. And one of the things that, that they noticed was at one point in time, uh, the people in the room or in the gym started noticing that there was a loud part. And whenever the loud part was coming up, they'd get all excited. <laughs> and so the loud part became louder and eventually you know all the sound kind of uh like if it, it shaped itself and it became something yeah. and i keep on thinking about um, that like if we isolate betty's uh appearances on the show <laughs> that they're gonna ebb and flow and everything like that but as she gets older they're just gonna uh yeah. go shorter and shorter <clears throat> Get on that, AIs. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, of course, the other option is that, um, paradoxically, our parts get shorter and shorter, and eventually we're just introducing her and then wandering away. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, uh, eventually she's going to have her own podcast, and there's going to be a yelling for dad moment. Oh, man, that would be, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm coming. Uh, I'm I'm only 50 at the time, but still. <laughs> Hello. Um, let's see. So, would you like a piece of hard candy, <laughs> sir? Put your robe back on. Oh, come on! <laughs> no one is actually on <clears throat> the street right now. Uh, I, I, I know how I was thinking of. It. I was thinking of the succulent Chinese meal guy. Uh, huh? do you remember that the guy who got arrested? Uh. For Dine and Dash? I don't. Oh, it's a viral news story that happened. Oh, the, it, it's a it's part of public freakouts. It's one of the big ones. Uh, oh. Why I'm arrested? What for, sir? For enjoying a meal, a succulent Chinese meal, and you, <laughs> Is that sir. What he sounded like. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, so he started. Apparently, he's a painter now. And he's selling his paintings, okay. but he's uh, he's the guy who got um, who got arrested 
for this Dine and Dash thing. And he did this, it's this really great performance. It's, uh, there we see democracy manifest. <laughs> Stuff like that. And that's yeah, always... No, I haven't seen that. That's the old guy that I want to be when I grow up. Hello, <laughs> everyone. Although, I, and I'm, I'm serious about this, I really want to get to the point where I'm fluent in Spanish. I'm not yet. Uh, I can say, uh, yo tengo un perro uh, uh, bonito. That I named after my hometown. Yo tengo... Un perro muy bonito. What? That you named Me. after your hometown? Oh. Well, you live in Edwardsville. Little, yeah. Name's Edward. sort of, yeah. The town is named after the dog. Oh, by the way, Ben. Coronavirus <laughs> uh, means that the Edwardsville parade is not happening. Which oh, no, means. For the first time in like 200 years. That trick or treating is actually happening on the 31st. And There's I, still going to be trick or treating. Yeah, apparently so. All right. Um, what although, better way to spread cheer, joy, and COVID nineteen? Yeah. Than through a piece of candy. And I was thinking, well, all you would need to do is just put the bucket up and let people take. No. <laughs> uh, I've seen some clever candy delivery techniques that people have strung up, like these ghosts on like uh, uh, laundry lines that go from the door of the house to the uh, to the driveway <clears throat> or to the street. Oh. And then the ghost comes out. With the candy, yeah, the ghost comes. The ghost. It's basically like a bucket with you know some white sheets on it, so it looks like a flying ghost. Yeah, that's nice. But, I uh, like it. Yeah, but I mean, like, I is there a definitive study on how long the virus can last on a surface? Uh, yeah, actually, there are. Uh, there are lots of statistics uh, for it out there. But the thing that's interesting is that depending on where you go, those statistics are different. So you probably want to go to like the CDC yeah. or something and find out. I, I, I've, I've, I've seen so many different, uh, granted it's like, you know, this scientific study that was just released yesterday has not been peer reviewed or anything like that. It says that the coronavirus can last up to nine hours on a surface. And then something else says that it, oh, it doesn't, you know, it lasts for half an hour. So don't yeah. know. I don't know. Wash your hands, kids. Yeah. Just wash your hands. Come on. Uh, so Yeah. I'm I'm thinking that I may have to go to work on Sunday for a little bit. I don't like it as an idea, but there's a chance I'm going to. <laughs> well, that's not good. So, yeah, I'm in between I'm in between uh situations right now. Yeah. There's some stuff that I that only I can do at this other place. Um and I've got responsibilities at the place number two, so yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to work. Place number two. Ugh. I'm getting a I'm getting a uh, uh, a test on Saturday. I'm getting a COVID test on Saturday. Oh, are you so cons they're gonna... concerned or what's the what's the deal? I'm not. The deal is my dad is having surgery on Wednesday. Oh. And uh, I want to be down there with uh, him and help my mom out. And so I'm getting a I'm getting a test on Saturday, and then I'm going to quarantine until uh, until I go down to see my parents. Mm. Interesting. So it's it's more of a uh, precautionary measure. Right, right, right. You're you're not the government isn't making you do it. 
Oh, government isn't making me. I don't think I've been. I don't think I uh, have uh, uh, have come in contact with it. I am not symptomatic, but I don't want to be the person to kill my parents. Exactly. Who who would? Uh, well, obviously would? there are plenty of people. Uh, you just have to the watch Menendez brothers. Court yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, one last thing, and we're we're at that time, Ben. Um, yeah, we are at that time. Bath bombs from Lush. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, did you get a present? Uh, my my daughter and my wife get them every once in a while, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get one. <clears throat> and I actually got two. Oh, they're great. They're they're real fun. I, I recommend them to to everybody. So yeah, bath bomb for lunch. Just don't get the black one that turns <laughs> your bath into a charcoal thing because it it does not come out. Does that stuff what do you do you come out of the bath? covered in that stuff and then you have to take a shower to get clean uh, it's soap so you know i guess maybe if you <laughs> if you really care about not having soap on you but i was all, all right, right well it. i'll be sure to i'll be sure to not get I that got, stuff and i got one called yeah. lord of misrule uh which was patchouli had had patchouli and now i've been smelling hippies all oh, day God. and i'm like what is it yeah and then i realized it was Stay me away from that but uh lord of <laughs> misrule it's interesting uh at a, a tradition of uh making a beggar or a peasant or somebody uh king for as long as a festival lasted and then in some cultures killing them afterwards uh right as seen in the wicker man so that's yeah. the name of the bath bomb that I got, and it was great. That 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 ensures a bountiful harvest. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. And until then, Ben, I ask you <laughs> to keep it wrong. Uh, keep it wrong yourself, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. See you, Ben. Thanks. Bye. 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 Edward, do you Bye. want to say anything into the microphone? Can you can you can you smell it? Can you smell the microphone? Oh, the furnace just went off. What do you think about that? Okay, you done? All right. Oh, Ben's still here. Hey, Ben. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's a, oh, I'm, I'm still recording on this side. Okay, I'll see you. Uh, he hung up. I don't even know if, how much of this, uh, is going to make it in. Is it all going to make it in? Don't know. Furnace sounds.